Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mornings on SEN. Welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoop with you. As always, on a Wednesday, Wayne Hawks joins us in studio for a McCafe coffee catch-up. Be ready for anything with a McCafe iced coffee. Plenty to talk about today, Wayne. First of all, enjoyed another nice drive, sunny drive in this morning. Beautiful Melbourne summer. Got on the freeway there by Mooney oh Valley, and God. I couldn't see 150 metres in front of me. And by the time I got to the, I call it the cheese stick. The big cheese stick. The yeah. yellow cheese stick the that Baltic. cost $3.5 million <laughs> for 20 years ago. Thanks, Jeff Kennett, for that. We thoroughly enjoy that. It was a great landmark, the cheese stick. It started to clear, but, oh, gee whiz. This is summertime. Can't wait Apparently. for next, can't wait for next winter. Oh goodness, it feels like June. Now, the forecast is good for next week though, which is great. And this is a a big story now. Jared Waitley, who's normally sitting in this seat, has been big, big on the fact we need to change some of the dates for the key races in the spring. Yes, and discussions it sounds like are underway with with ra- iconic races like the Cox Plate and the Caulfield Cup. Well, the thing about this is that to to start to start everything to go back a step. We didn't do enough in COVID. We should have swapped things around when we had the chance because we're blaming COVID for anything and everything today. No matter what happens, no, no, it's COVID. We'll be doing that for 10 years. Well, 100%. And, and, and I was disappointed Racing Victoria didn't do, not initiatives, but just move the chessboard a little bit. Now, you can't eat history, but we need history. And we need a platform to start with. And you need to build a good house, you need a good base. It's as simple as that. And all those great analogies. So... I was disappointed they didn't do it, but all of a sudden we have a new racing manager, we have a new CEO, you know, you've got a chairman at, uh, a new chairman at Caulfield Racecourse. Things are changing. And you know what? Changing the guard can be uh, can be very good. So I'm assuming these guys are coming in to put their stamp on it. And to be fair, I think some of the, some of the previous people would have probably started these initial talks and everything like that. But to change things is a big, big deal. And to sign off on that, because you know what, it's great. It's all talk, but until someone says, here, Julian, you sign the bottom mm. line, you got to, you need a big set of kahunas. It's as simple as that. So I think well done for them just having a look and trying to move the Cox Plate to after Champions Day. So that so you're talking like moving the Cox Plate back four mm. weeks. Would would that in AFL terms be, I know it doesn't happen, what what would that be? What would it be? Well, a Cox Plate's probably like the prelim final, isn't it? Well, really, I mean, some yeah. say it's the greatest race some say in Australia, the but yep. the Melbourne Cup is the glitzy, yeah, no, the glitzy fair. one, no. like the grand final. Yep. So I guess fair it's cool. like, of course, you can't do it practically, but yes. moving a prelim but back that, to after but that's a grand the final. Magnitude of it mm. that I'm trying to get at. It's a good analogy, and I'm. It's huge. I mean, this, this. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I truth. I don't, I don't. I don't read the papers. I actually don't get the papers. This should be front page mm. of the papers. I don't know what the hell was on the front page of the papers, but this, this moving this is is massive and. What happened was, for the people that don't know, they run Mooney Valley on the Friday night, then they back up on the Saturday, and we had horrendous weather on yeah. the Friday night, and they knocked off the last two races, and the second last race basically got deleted, and the last race was the 1,200-metre sprint, the Manicato Stakes. So it got bolted onto Cox Plate Day, came up as race 11. Now, when you're bolting things on, it would have made the, the papers, but race books, things like that, it wouldn't have. 
So if you if you're in the uh, you know you you were in the TAB or whatever, if you're sitting at home on your app, you would have got it. But my point is, some people would have wouldn't have realised mm. it rated through the roof. Mm. Like it was amazing how that race happened. So it proved that theoretically it shouldn't be on the Friday night. It should be run Saturday and Cox Plate day and make these days super days. So for a bit of misfortune of uh, missing the last two races at the Valley, they, they, they probably opened a good can of worms because normally can of worms is often a bad can <laughs> yes. of worms. So Jared has sat in your seat and banged on about this with me for the last two years and uh, – the great man, um, my Messiah, might be starting to uh, to uh, get get things his way. And you know what's funny? It's not just Essie. he gets his own way. There you go. He's starting to get things outside. Oh, my goodness. He's doing everything. Yeah, he's got a share in a sprint car. He, he could go run the arc at the AFL. Go away, we Waitley. Waitley, go away. Oh, I missed that one. As we mentioned. But it sounds like, I mean, this is the, the idea that's being floated. But if you if you look at the comments from Michael Brow from uh, – Mooney Valley Race Club, yes. it's going to be met with some pretty stiff opposition. He's saying it has to be a compelling offer to move from October to November. 100% it would have to be. But you know what the bottom line is? <clears throat> Mooney, Mooney Valley needs RVL to back them. So without, if RVL pulled the rug from under them, they're in trouble. But that's no different to Essendon or Footscray or any other club, mm. GWS or Gold Coast or whatever. So we need we, we, we need the big side of town to be on uh, on on board. But... It's a massive thing if you think about it and pushing it back a month because Jared really wanted to push everything back one month so that we had clear air time. And I think we said on this program two weeks ago, it probably wasn't the right year to be saying mm. that because so much has happened in sport in the last six weeks. And, and that's a once off. That doesn't happen. You said mm. this is a rarity. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Great for you, the journalist that needs to talk mm. about this, and with your listeners listening. But normally, it's uh, yeah, you're trying to scrape up uh, a good story to talk about. So, it's a great thing that they are at least looking at it. Now, no, now no one's saying it's in concrete and it's going to happen, but I don't know what I don't know what the public thinks. Yeah, give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven three six or send us a temper text zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I mean, I'm only a casual racing fan, but it. It is sort of entrenched in your brain. It's Caulfield Cup, and then the next weekend it's Cox Plate. Correct. And then it's Derby Day. Correct. And then it's Cup Week. Correct. So I guess that gives an idea of the the, the seismic shift it would be. It would be interesting to see what they what they end up uh, what they end up doing because obviously you, you you've got races that would have to go where the Cox Plate Day is. What they would shift and how they would shift because. It's like any rule that gets changed. You ch- what, no matter what industry. You're in, you change one rule, it affects five others. Mm. So you change one race, it affects a stack of other races because a lot of these races aren't standalone, 100-metre sprint first up, that's all you're running in. That's Some right. of these yep. races are uh, lead-ups to other bigger and better um, you know, races and bigger and better fish to fry. So it'll be very, very interesting. You know, the, the 1,000 guineas is stuck between – not stuck. It's between Caulfield guineas and Caulfield Cup Day – I'm not a fan of that day because I think racing at Caulfield three times in eight days is too much. Now, we can go to the MCG and we can be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm. but they're not running at 60 kilometres an hour. No, got, it's a bit got, different. Yeah, they, they, they've got, you know, better sprigs on their feet, you know, on their shoes and things like that. They're not marking the ground anywhere near like a horse that's running at 60 kilometres an hour with some steel shoes on or aluminium plates on and digging into it. Then if it obviously gets wet, the, the track gets churned up more. So they're talking about maybe moving the 1,000 guineas and pushing it back into uh, November as well to, um, to uh, I suppose, work hand-in-hand hand with some of the races in Sydney. So 
is it is it that Sydney are trying to work with Melbourne? No. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is there's no point Gil McLaughlin, the AFL, going proper head-to-head with the NRL grand final and saying, let's have it on the same day. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's just work a day apart. and We don't have to love each other. We, we, we can tolerate each yep. other. But you know what I mean? So people are actually saying, wow, maybe people, maybe the uh, Sydney-Melbourne thing, they are starting to talk because there's been a feud. But as I s- said on your program a couple of weeks ago, do Coles really, really worry about Woolworths? Nope. They yeah. probably worry about them. They don't worry, help them. But, but, they're, <laughs> but they're not out there helping them. Correct. Nah, correct. So just from the 1,000 Guineas point of view, doesn't a pretty good race like that get lost midweek anyway? Wouldn't it be better off well, on well, a weekend? Well, it does. And if you had... It, <clears throat> trying, trying to think about this from a pure put my racing trainer's hat on. If you had a great filly, and fillies haven't had a great record in the Caulfield Guineas, but then the fillies could then run in the Caulfield Guineas. So it's not like they're missing out because there's a great old saying, a good filly will beat a good colt. Simple as that in our, in our industry. And as young two-year-olds, nothing more than the Golden Slipper. The Golden Slipper has been won by a stack of two-year-old yep. fillies in recent years, and the big, heavy, strong colts don't uh, haven't been able to cut the mustard. So going over it again, I really think it's such a great, great thing that we are at least looking at it. Because uh, five years ago, you would go to RVL, and, 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 and I personally would bang my head against a brick wall because they're going, yeah, 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 you know, the old mirrors, we'll look into it and uh, and then, and then <laughs> yes. do nothing about it. Yeah. So what what's the biggest... Apart from the tradition of the, the structure of the days at the moment, what would be the n- the next biggest negative or the biggest negative to moving it? Is it is it the preparations for other races that some you know Probably other races on, fight, on, on, races on Cox Place yeah. Day? You know, there's races that are preparing horses for Melbourne Cups, etc. Is that the biggest negative no, or the biggest I'll, challenge? Well, I think the biggest negative would be if it failed. But mm-hmm. if it, but if it and and, and you, you know what you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna have your Harry haters anyway. So it won't matter if it's a success. I got stuck with that word the other day. <laughs> success. People will still want to pot you. So at the end of the day, we're in the year 2000, nearly, well, we might as well say we're in 2023. Yep, close enough. So much has changed and we are so resilient for everything that has happened to us in the last 10 years. Racing hadn't changed a lot. We have become front and centre because we were about the only industry just about in the world mm. that uh, didn't stop. And uh, you know what? People say, yes, the punt, the punt, the punt. But the bottom line is so many people work in my industry with me that are not punters. They are not interested in mm. punting. There are so many. The big family tree might start with Maccabi Diva you know, winning a Melbourne Cup. But you know, when it all filters down, you've got chiros and dentists and physios and feed companies and float companies and... Just, you know, I've missed a hundred of them and all their tributaries that flow down. I mean, we've got such a great industry and being front and centre has has been a great, great thing. And I'm not a punter. I swear, Black Caviar, what's she win? 25 or 25. Mm-hmm. I would have gotten her beat if I had a bet. I'm the world's worst tipster. I'm the world's worst punter. <laughs> I made no good. No good. No, you don't do it. Well, it's just, not, fair enough. it's just not what I do. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a form student. Mm. I'm not. I'm a racehorse trainer, and I love the horse. I love the animal. I love seeing the young ones and seeing when the next good one comes through. But as far as, far as trying to have a punt and you know setting one up, it's not what we uh, it's not what we do. So it's great that they're talking about it, as you mentioned. Realistically, what chance these changes happen? And surely they're not going to be in the short term, are they? I reckon if they're throwing this out now. They've changed a stack of races, you know, not a stack, but they've changed races like the Australian Cup in the autumn because 
you get 85,000 there on Derby Day, let's say, in the autumn, Australian Cup Day could have Black Caviar and it could have Might and Power and it could have all these great horses running on that day. You won't get more than 30,000 people there. It doesn't work as well. Mm. But in the autumn, they are the racing purists. We all know people that uh, walk in on on, uh, on all these big days and they are just there for the corporates. Mm-hmm. And we all know those people. So in the autumn, it is the racing purists. So they have moved stuff in the autumn. It's amazing when the big corporates, what they do is, the, or the big end of town, should I say, they love throwing a little carrot out going, what about if? And just it's listening. Just the to AFL them. style conditioning the market, testing the temperature style, is it? I reckon it's 100% what they're doing. And mm. I, I think, as I said, from having new people that are that are in there and having a crack and wanting to put their stamp on it, I think we've been too stagnant for too long. We need to we need to reinvent. We need to you know all all, all these great adjectives. The bottom line is let's try. If it doesn't work, we can always go back and 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 go. Okay, you know what? Is it such a wrong thing in 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 the modern era to say I got it wrong? Mm. I mean, well, we don't say it. No, it's You've got to be true. It happens, it we happens have to be all politically the time. In correct any sport. about everything, which we do. We mm. have to be so politically correct. But then when someone puts their hand up and says, yep, yeah, I stuffed that. I shouldn't have said yes and I said no. Or I said, you know, no and should have said yes. And people boo-hoo those people. Don't boo-hoo them. Well, isn't it the, the great quote, the greatest risk you can take is not to take a risk at all? There you go. Mm. Exactly. I mean, there's a thousand of those lines. Mm. And they are, they are so, so true. So... Let's change. Let's change things. Let's just beef it up. Let's have a crack. So Sean here off uh, the forty winks uh, temper zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you want to get involved, move Sandown Guineas and Sandown Classic to Underwood Stakes Day. Sandown, yep. There you go. There, <clears throat> there are all those sorts of things that they can move, move around. But as I said, the, the thing is, it's easy to sit here now and just go move this, move that. But as I said, once you move one thing, it'll have a domino yep. effect on about five or six uh, on on five or six other things. Simple, simple as uh, simple as that. So, do we lock in the Manicato moving to Cox Plate Day next year? Is that just a no brainer? Hundred percent. They, they they could not go back to the Friday night with how successful it was on the Saturday. It, it, it was it was fluke that it happened. But you know what? Take it, love it, live it, embrace it, move on. So where do you run it on Cox Plate Day? Does it stay as the last race, given it was so successful as the last race? That's a very, very good point. Because when you've got Friday night at Mooney Valley, and then literally 15 hours later, you're running on the Saturday, the Cox Plate could be the second or third last race, but it's actually about race 15 or 16. And they have had, um, you know, they've, they've had no luck with uh, with rain, Obviously, this year because the last two were called off, but uh, you know, in, in in recent years. So, do we do we go one step further and say let's run the Cox Plate as the last race? Let's run it at five to six, so that so the 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 news at six p.m., which is the main time slot, can grab that and they can run with it. We've run, we've run it at five thirty before, haven't we? We have. Yeah. We, we've done all we've done all those. Sorts Did that of not work? With. What was the feedback on that? Well, for the for the diehard people that are listening now that are racing fans. Back pike in the last in Perth, and <laughs> we're finished over the eastern side. Yeah. So we just switch across and have a look there. The beautiful part about Mooney Valley is, and and the other tracks can't do it. We can run later because there are lights. So on a winter's Saturday afternoon, and we don't have many Saturdays at Mooney Valley. We've got one coming up. They will always run the last later because they just turn the lights on, and it becomes a day night. So do we start a bit later, and do we run maybe a day night? I, I, the Oaks Day one is the one I want to change big time. It's hard work. Derby Day, Cup Day, Oaks Day and Stakes Day. What would you do? 
I'd have less races on Oaks Day and start the first at 2 or 2.30 to give everyone a bit of a sleep in <laughs> that are here for the carnival, yep, yep. to give everyone time to breathe, to give old mate a chance to actually go to work for the week <laughs> and he can be there till lunchtime in his suit and then he can fang you out think to... You he'd go uh, to work? Well, yeah, he probably has to put it in performance <laughs> because he didn't go Monday because it was a Calcutta and it was a pre-Melbourne <laughs> yeah, Cup. Right. And Tuesday was Melbourne Cup day and Wednesday is recovering. So he goes to work Thursday. He or she goes to work Thursday until lunchtime and then just rolls straight out to uh, out to Flemington. These are the initiatives that we need to change. We, we need to change so much. And then you go to the next level where you say, well, inside of the racetrack, we as the trainers are working the horses basically seven days a week. Mm. But outside of that track... We are not utilising the land that we have. So Steve Rossich is the CEO yep. of uh, Flemington, and he's the former CEO of Fremantle. That's right. and first thing I said to him was, "If you can, what, 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 what are Fremantle's colours? What, what actually are they? They're a, oh, the, the light blue and the purple. I don't know the actual terminology mm. for them. If you can sell merchandise of that colour, you can do anything, brother. <laughs> the purple haze. Whatever it is, yeah, yeah you, you can you can do anything. And he said that was one of his jobs when he got to Fremantle was to reinvent what happens off match day. Yeah. So we need to do all these things and we need to start thinking outside the square. 302 acres, six kilometres from where mm. we are right now at Flemington. Trains, trams, they're all there. They all come in and out. We need to utilise these pieces of land so much more than what we do. And if you think about how many racetracks there are, I think there's 65 racetracks around Victoria. So when, when, when I see the, uh, you know, the big day out or whatever they call those things at Mornington race yeah. course and everything, yep. good. Mm. We are utilizing yep. all that, uh, all, all that great land. He's going to join us on the show tomorrow, Steve Rossich. So we can put all those Is questions he? to him. Just finally, we know you got a, a lovely on air relationship with Jared. Yes. You catch up with him last night. I did. Actually. What were people talking to him about? Cricket racing. What no, were they, what were they no, hitting him up about? No. NFL. Oh, he's called a couple of Super Bowls and now everyone's hitting him up about NFL. Seriously, we were out last <laughs> night for a, a charity event and uh, we nailed Gerald. 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 Oh, he loves oh, that. Oh. Save that. Gerald. 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 10, 21, 40. Save it. Love, love that when... <laughs> Love it when blokes get angry and they do the talk back and call him Gerald and he sits there smirking, but we all know deep down he doesn't like it. Hates it. So I hope he's not listening. Good morning, Gerald. Um, it was quite amazing. There was a dozen guys at the table and six or seven of them were, were diehard fans, like you were talking about Collingwood playing yep. Essendon this weekend, and they were they were right into it. And of course, Jared being Jared just sat back, let him listen. Then he just <laughs> he just started yep. pinging off stuff as he does. All of a sudden, they're pinging it back to him, and I'm thinking, "Wow, they, they, these these there's more people that mm. actually like it than uh, than I imagined." And yeah. six out of twelve people mightn't be a great analogy, but I tell you what, I would have thought there would have been one or two that might have liked it. But these guys were proper passionate about it, going to get the merchandise and everything like that. Look at this goose behind us, Gareth Hall. Seriously, I Gareth. don't know how do you work with him. Because I have to. <laughs> yeah, Hutchie right. made me. <laughs> Hutchie, Hutchie made me work with him. Just finally, before I let you go, talking about NFL, just interested to get your view. We've talked about this on the run home before. Yes. Should people over the age of 50 be involved in fantasy sport? Well, I don't think so. Because, no. when, because when you're a kid, you, you, you fantasize. When, you, when you're 50, you have memories. And if you don't have those good memories about your fantasies, move on. <laughs> Andy Marv, you're listening in King Island. That is a message for you. Wayne, thanks for coming in again. Thanks, Julian, for having me.